Let's go, girls. Hey guys, this is Sherry. And this is Amber with the She Can Podcast. Today we have a good friend of mine who I know from college soccer at Wright State. I played I played forward with her mainly. She I guess she played a little midfield, but um she went on to play professional ball in a couple different countries and states. So I'm gonna let her talk about that. Brittany, welcome. Welcome. Uh, hi, thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. So give us a little rundown, like your soccer career, I guess. Okay, my soccer career. Uh, well, I started playing when I was four. Uh, did the whole youth thing, ODP, uh, regional team, national camp once, and then and then uh, went to college. Um, and then I went played over at Wright State with Amber, as she said. Uh, and then I went overseas and played in Sweden for a half a season. And then I transferred to the Netherlands for about three years. Uh, and then I moved back to the States. Um, and then I also played, which I just recently retired, uh, with the Guyana women's national team. Uh, we compete in the CONCACAF. Um, so that's like my playing career background. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then while you were doing all this, you were getting your degree, your doctorate. And can you explain that a little bit? Because you said it's there's a little technical terminology. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can explain that. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I'll go probably into more detail when Amber asked the question about it. But I played overseas uh, when I was playing professionally and I struggled a little bit. So I worked with a mentor, which then kind of opened my eyes and really changed my mindset and how I viewed things, which made me interested in sports and performance psychology. Uh, and then I worked towards educating myself and I got my doctorate in sports and performance psychology. Um, so as I'm a mental performance trainer uh, with the doctorate in sports performance psychology. Um, and I did that over the last four years. That's awesome. And you said you struggled when you were overseas. What did you struggle with? Was it your playing or was it being away or? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was lots of things. Uh, first of all, when you like get in a new environment, like the culture was different, the way people uh, reacted uh, in the Netherlands. I don't know if it's changed, but when I went over there, they're compared to the U S they're very like, they were very negative. Um, so if you made a mistake, they'd yell at you, even in practice. Like if you did something, like if you tried something, they yelled at you. Um, and that really like affected my ability to play. Um, so, and then like it got in my head. I think that was the biggest thing that really affected my play. Um, and then I would be like up and down when I was playing in games, like some games I'd play amazing and some games it would just be like awful. Uh, and then I kind of realized, then I, then I thought like, okay, maybe it's just the team, this and that. And there was also politics involved. Like when you get to professional sports, there's lots of politics. Like there's a lot of things outside of your control um, that can really affect you if you're not, if you don't have the proper mindset and how to approach it. Um, and I didn't have that proper mindset. Uh, so then I, yeah, so that's kind of where I struggled. Oh, that's, I mean, I feel like so relatable. We had a question, yeah. I mean, going, we're going to hold this question till later, but one of the questions a girl asked was, what do you do when your coach says, oh, you're doing this wrong, you have to correct it. Um, but I don't, I feel like we'll get to that later, yeah, kind we'll of get tips to that. and we'll get tricks to that. of that. Um Okay, so you you met this, it was a guy or a girl trainer, like mental trainer? Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I once I realized, I transferred teams thinking it would help, because um, maybe it was just the team, right? Like, maybe they all can't be like that way, right? 
Sure. And then I quickly realized that it wasn't the case and that was actually just kind of the culture. Um, so then I, a teammate of mine at Rate State, Jennifer Gilbert, her brother, I saw her post something about her brother, uh, Jamie Gilbert. He, uh, worked for train to be clutch. I'm not sure if he still does, but, um, so I, I, I was like, okay, it's gotta be like, at first I doubted myself, like, oh, am I even good enough to play at this level? Like I'm up down and with the politics, sometimes I'd start, sometimes I wouldn't. Um, and that also kind of played with my head. Um, so I reached out to him and I worked with him for in a mentorship capacity for two months. Um, and we met every week for an hour and discussed things and he gave me different skills to use and whatnot. Um, and it really changed, it changed like my outlook, not just with soccer, but like even just in life and how I approach things. And, uh, I really mm-hmm. became, I realized that like, if you, if you focus um, if you put your, if you put effort in, in the work to get somewhere, like your capabilities are endless. And I didn't realize that before I like, I didn't even think that was a thing, right? Like I was like, after my bachelor's degree, I was like, oh, I'm done with school. Like this is boring. Right. And then I realized <laughs> when I realized, first of all, how much education was out there as well as like how much capability I had myself, I was like, oh, well, if I want to do this, I can do it. I just have to put the time and effort into it. And it just like, developing those skills like just allowed me to be happier in life which again also transferred onto the field um so yeah that's kind of where that how that helped worked out yeah that's awesome and everything you're talking about i know we can relate to we never played i mean you're playing at in another country at a different level and you're still doubting yourself i mean that's i mean that's the unfortunate part like you said it's a culture thing and it's i don't yeah. think it's as bad not like we didn't have that at least at our college but i'm sure there's other coaches yeah there's i'm sure there's other coaches in the united states that will put you down if you or and they're not even maybe meaning to put you down it's just sometimes some coaches don't know how to coach so they it's like the way they talk to these players and especially we're obviously are we're aiming at younger girls so the last thing they want they think i mean that was one thing i try to get across in my sessions is that like it's okay to mess up like the one coach i think he he's a coach at bonaventure now he coaches girls um, but he literally, he said like, make mistakes. I want you guys to make mistakes. Cause that shows that you're doing something outside your comfort zone. And like, he like encouraged it. And that was the first time I ever heard that. And it was like, it, it did, it changed like how I played and how I put myself in positions to, to mess up and to get in order to get better. So. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's one big aspect of like, in terms of like developing your mind and how you see mistakes. Right. A lot of people. Like you said, some coaches might not even realize they're doing it and that they're actually developing uh, more of a fixed mindset. Like, well, let's not challenge myself so I don't make that mistake and look stupid compared to that, like, Johnny over there or Sally. Um, but really, it, in the right environment, coaches want to to really develop. You want to put you want to create an environment where mistakes are good to make. So that's because that's the only way you're going to grow and learn, right, and develop as a player. If you play in your comfort zone the whole time, you're never going to – uh, get any better you're just going to be keep doing that and then once you hit that if that's your mindset and how you approach it once you ever once you're challenged in any way like that just kills like athletes right like if they're so stuck and like well I'm going to stay in my comfort zone and then they get challenged by someone better than them or I don't know they make one mistake or have one bad game it like it's detrimental to a lot of them and then they like play bad for like a couple games and then just that whole season kind of like 
It becomes Aww. turmoil, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, me, uh, me and you saw yeah. it on our college team. There's there's a couple girls I can think of off the bat that it was all mental, and they were probably one of the better players on the team, but they never got to show yeah. that, which is unfortunate. But going off of um, how you said they make one simple, st- simple like, mistake and they mess up or they're comparing themselves to Johnny and Sally, like, that's where the confidence comes in. Like, Yeah, exactly. And, how- and the fact that... One of my favorite, uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, go ahead. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite sayings that I learned from Jamie was that, like, mis- mistakes do not define me, but they refine me. Um, like, they're opportunities for growth. Uh, so, like, if anyone's listening, uh, I would say write that one down <laughs> and just repeat it to yourself. If you're the kind of person that, like, lets mistakes get you down, like, that saying in itself really is helpful if you can just repeat it to yourself. And re- it helps you remember that, like, hey, no, I'm growing. I made a mistake, but that means I tried something that I'm not used to doing. Yeah, that's that's great. Sherry was already writing it down before you told her to. Tell <laughs> <laughs> <how> I work. <laughs> Big quote person, love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Sherry, do you have any specific questions about? Yeah. Because... Um. I mean, not a, not about the background. That that's pretty much what. But I just know, like, going from our girls' standpoint, most of them struggle with that confidence piece or if they do mess up they don't know how to bounce back so we have been really like ourselves kind of struggling with trying to get them those tangible tangible skills or like tips because we can tell them like you just you you practice you practice you practice and you keep you know mistakes may help you grow but that's just us telling them and we don't really have i don't know the tools to yeah. give them that tangible yeah, yeah like do you have skill. any did you get any of those from uh jamie that might have helped oh, or that you've learned in your studies yeah yeah i've got quite a few i've got quite a few let me think of what some big ones would be um well i mean the first one would be for me is like first like when it comes to confidence and like skills to help develop that and when it comes to mistakes overall, the, a big one for me that I learned over time is affirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of affirmations, but oh, they're yeah, essentially like, the I'm sure you have, uh, they're essentially like short phrases that you can say to yourself uh, that kind of, um, that like lift you up. So like, I am smart, like things that are truthful to you as a person, like I am smart, I am confident, like just things that'll help you re- remember that you are those things, even mm-hmm. if sometimes you doubt yourself in them. And essentially it's like coming up with three that really stick true to you. Yeah. And then every morning, like going to the mirror and saying it to yourself. So like if mine was like, I'm smart, I'm confident and I'm a good soccer player, like just positive um, statements that really either is something you want to build towards or and develop because it helps create this like, uh, how do you explain it? Uh, like positive mindset within yourself without even knowing you're doing it. It's not tricking your mind because it's already there, but sometimes our mind needs that reminder that that's actually who we are and what we are. Um, so I would say coming up with three affirmations for yourself and repeating them to yourself daily. And then I would say even in t- like, I would do it daily. And then like, if there's ever, you have a hard test at school or, um, a big game coming up, I would say repeating them to yourself before those moments as well can be helpful. Um, that would be my first one, I would say. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And I can, I can like write this all down for you guys as well. So you have it, so you can take it to your athletes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And there's, and that's just say you were going for months, you know, weekly with him. I'm sure he, I'm yeah. sure he did he like undig stuff going on like in your past or your, or is it more like what was, what was in the present? 
Sorry, can you say that again? I like, was he part. was he like digging from your past? Like maybe why? Oh, yeah, no, it was more in the present. Like when it comes to sports and performance psychology, um, it's more focused on helping you develop the skills to take on. Like, uh, and obviously you have your experiences, and you're like, well, this is what's happening, and this is my experience of what happened. And this is how I react in these moments. And it's like, okay, well, how can we reframe how you approach those moments? So some of it is past, but it's more focused on like, okay, this is how you're triggered by that instance or that whatever happened. Mm -hmm. What are some skills we can use to allow you to overcome those mental breakdowns when those um, actions happen at training or in a game? Um, So, yeah, that makes sense. Because some some athletes, they have like – awful coaches the youth coaches whether it's a high school coach or a club coach that just yells at them all the time or this mm-hmm. and that and like it's 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 almost like you have to reframe because that's like how it was in the netherlands for me right you have to learn to like kind of almost block some of that out and take the constructive criticism from it like that was a big thing that that was another skill that he gave me and taught taught, taught me about was and i think this might actually be a question that we have later but like the coaches and players were very negative and like some of their feedback just wasn't good. But he, 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 he always t- he taught me to like, okay, when you do get yelled at breathe, realize it has, it's not, it has nothing to do with you. That's more about them, right? The way that they're sending that message is more about their, whether they had a bad day or that's just like the environment they grew up, it's more about them and it's not about you personally. So I had to learn to not take it, as like a personal thing and instead try and hear like the good constructive criticism and some of it wasn't and some of it was nonsense and you just had to like okay you had to come up with a way of like I had to I had to come up with a way to uh manage that like okay well he said this and this this was actually good so how can I take this and apply it and the rest was nonsense and at the end of the day his delivery was bad so it's like putting yourself in in a position and, and it doesn't, it's not easy. I'll say that right now. Like this doesn't happen overnight, but it's learning to develop a, the skill of being able to allow someone to yell at you, but no, like it's about them, right? That's their, that's them. And they're, that's more about them than you when they're yelling it. It's not, yeah, not taking it that. so personally. Yeah, exactly. Not taking it personally and being like, okay, that's just what they do. Even if it's not the right way, they should be doing it yeah. and recognizing that and just, and something that might just start off with someone being like when the coach yells at them, like, okay, it's not about like, they might have to start small, right? Like, Oh, this isn't about me. This isn't about me. Like when they yell, like, obviously you made a mistake that they didn't like, but the yelling, like the concept of them just screaming at you or being negative, it's more about, that's more about them and what's happening within themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's a bit of a different concept that a lot of people might, how they might think about it, but, but that's the best way that I can frame it. I think that our girls, particularly that that our age group that we kind of focus on, that's probably the biggest struggle that they have because they f- I feel like a lot of them feel like personally attacked. Mm-hmm. Like if someone yells yeah. at them, it, they just like their they ju- their demeanor just completely shuts down. So yeah. for some of them, they probably didn't even get the the constructive criticism part. Yeah, exactly. So I would say for those kids, those girls, I would say first you just need to learn to, and it's not easy, like I said, but like when they do get yelled at, just like, just maybe it's just a phrase of like, okay, this isn't about me. This isn't personal. Like their delivery isn't good. Like in teaching themselves to first, that might be the first step, right? So that they can learn like, oh, they're yelling at me. It's like, so that they don't break, like break down or shut down, right? Like, oh, this is, and not even worry about the constructive criticism at all. Like just start 
teaching themselves that like, oh, him yelling or her yelling at me has nothing to do with me personally. That's just their delivery style, even though it's not the best way to approach it. And just stating that to themselves when it happens. Mm -hmm. And then after like a few weeks, that should become like a natural thing. And hopefully it helps them like develop a mindset of like when someone yells at them, they're like, okay, that's not me. And then after, after they can get that skill down, it's like, okay, can I learn to take the constructive criticism from that yelling? Yeah. Uh, Cause it's a, it's a process, right? It's, it's a step-by-step process. Yeah. Cause, like yeah. Cause when, when coaches at, I mean, yeah, there are some coaches that are going to yell and they're, like you said, there's not much stuff to take from it, but a lot of times or sometimes there is, and that's yes. where if we can learn to come up with the, like the good part of it, then yeah. Then yeah, yeah. exactly. Coaches so mean, most coaches kinda, mean well. Right. I think that's the thing. Most coaches yeah. mean well, and some people yeah. just aren't great at delivering, at delivering, yeah, or delivering, staying yeah. in there in the cool if it is like a heated game or whatnot. So yeah, exactly. So it's all about like first being like, okay, like they mean well, but they're not delivering it right. This isn't personal. Like they need to like state that to themselves when it's happening and learning, and then eventually they become more relaxed when it happens, and then use it as an opportunity. Like I said, sometimes it's just nonsense and you'll have to it's a it's a skill right to determine what is actually you can take and learn from and use and then what not to use Mm -hmm. um but yeah definitely that's but i also think that's why coaching is so important like what you do Mm -hmm. and like someone to help you because it's easy to say oh yeah they don't i don't care what they say but it's human nature we're gonna it's gonna have a we're gonna have a hard time getting to that like okay it's it's like yeah you have to like write i feel like if you don't have a coach, you have to write this that statement down, like you said, just to learn. To, yeah, exactly. To be okay like with repeating it when it happens, because that's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah, it is the hardest part. Trust me, it took time, and that that's why we met weekly, right? We met weekly over two months. Like it was a long term thing. He's like, "Well, I do this, and it's long term because if you don't, if you just do it like once in a blue moon, it's not going to make that big of a difference." So having that opportunity to work with him was great, and having that weekly. Cause I could take it. I could take the skills. I use them that week. And then I come back and I discuss how it went. And then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, can you approach it this way or that way? And it just, it was nice to have that feedback and just that like, Hey, keep doing it. It's going to work. It just takes time. It's a process. Right. Definitely. Um, so yeah. Making it more. And it's unfortunate. Nature. Like I feel like in it, a lot of coaches, like if they, I don't think they like a lot of them aren't educated on this either. Right. Like there's different ways to approach communication and what words to use. Like even like, I don't know if you guys have heard of like the growth mindset versus fixed mindset, which I'm sure you have, but like there are certain ways that they could approach kids and like the, the words that they use mm-hmm. that would help them develop mentally just in that sense. And I feel like a lot of coaches, I don't, I would, I don't know a ton throughout the world because like I've only played a few places, but like at least in the U S like a lot of them are like just undereducated and have no clue. Like there's a ton of research that says, Hey, this is how it should be done, mm-hmm. but none of it's being practiced. And and maybe some of it's the taboo of like mental health or mental, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. well, my, my, I don't need that. Um, like recently the club out here, like one of the technical directors, the girls director, he was like, yeah, well, our coaches just don't want it. And I'm like, that's, that's the attitude you have also from coaches. Like, oh, we don't need that when really they do need yeah. it. And they're probably the ones that yeah. need it the most. Cause they, they yeah. uh, put a blanket over it or whatever the saying is. Yeah. Exactly. They just want to do what they do and they don't care how the kids take it or perceive it or how it's affecting them because the words and the way they approach a lot of situations at practice, like they matter. Um, oh, yeah, that's, that's so that's scary. And sports in general, I feel like can do so much good for kids and, you know, adults, whatever. But um, if if people 
a kids put so much pressure on themselves to be like this good or whatnot. Like that's when that's when those problems like arise. I feel like because you, yeah, you just exactly. looks, oh if I don't play at this level or if I don't score this goal like it's someone's going to be disappointed. Whereas that's yeah, not, yeah that's usually not the case. I wouldn't say it's always not, but but that's yeah. But that's just the sad, I guess, sad part of the sport. But yeah, yeah. society how they make it out to be, exactly. unfortunately. And it's it's unfortunate because like sports and just like home environment and stuff. Like even if parents were educated on the stuff, I think it would be great because a lot of the ways like like when you tell a kid they're just smart or oh you're talented, that makes them think like that they're that. And then when they, they hit that challenge, they break down, right? But yep. if they can praise effort and and the work they did to get there, like it help, helps them more learn more of a growth mindset and like, oh, well, if I put time and effort into this, I'm going to be good at this. And if I hit this challenge, like, you know, I'm going to be I can overcome it. I just have to go through the process of what do I need to do to get there? Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Sherry's kids are in the background, so we probably have to. We have to probably, you ready to do the question um, from the girls? Really? So I think the one question we had from our girls was basically what we just talked about was when coaches say you know, critique you and you get in your head and turn down. So I think you answered that question. Yeah. The other question was tryouts. Like when you're going to tryouts and you know, or you think you're not, you know, you're not as good as Johnny, Sally, whatever the case may be. So you yeah. just kind of get in your head and you, again, you shut down. Um, yeah. What would you have advice for just tryouts and like going in with, I guess, a growth mindset or going in with confidence? Yeah. 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 I got you. Uh, well, when in those instances, I said, I would say, well, first of all, like, um, and this is going to also take time to develop, but instead of being, and the, the fixed mindset is more when you're looking at other people, but instead of being focused on like, well, first of all, see it as a challenge, right? Like this is a challenge and you're going to do your best. Like all we can ever ask ourselves is do the best that we can in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, there's nothing, if, we, if you give your best in that moment, the best that you can in that moment based on whatever might going on. Like if your muscles are tight or you're sore or you're tired because you had to stay up studying all night, like all you can do is give your best in that moment. Um, so if you make more mistakes than normal or this and that, like as long as you give your best effort, like you should be happy with yourself. Um, and then I would say like make the process more about being better than you were yesterday instead of being focused on J Sally or Johnny or whoever the other players like just go in and have fun and focus on your your process of getting better what do i need to do to play well today like oh i'm gonna make sure i connect five passes like i'm gonna focus on connecting a few passes at the beginning to build my confidence through the like play simple at first and do some simple movements or passes or plays that'll help build that confidence throughout the tryout right so yeah that's a good you idea. get going yeah right so and then just be focused on your process like and that, that's not easy, right? We're, we're in a society that develops a mindset where kids feel like they have to compare themselves to other people all the time. Mm -hmm. But if we can help them develop more of a mindset that focuses on their own process and their own development, it, it really makes a world of difference. Like it made a world of difference in my development as well. When I was playing professionally, like um, that was one of the biggest things. Like I'd be like looking at other people and, and Jamie was like, no, you need to like, what, what do you need to do to get yourself better? And I'm like, okay, what can I do to get myself better? I'll do like extra shooting myself. Like what's the process that I can become the best player that I can be? Like, let's not worry about what these other people over here are doing and how good they are or not are. And like, 
oh well if the coach gonna pick them or not like who like who cares that let's let go of, yeah let's yeah. let go of that comparison and let's focus on my process of getting where I want to be whether that's doing like a hundred wall passes a day um like whatever skill it might be it's just focusing on your process and doing the doing that to get where you want to be uh-huh. um I would say that's the biggest thing and I know that's not easy for kids because like they go into tryouts and they're like, oh, there's all these kids that might be, they think are better than them. But I think if they can learn to focus on themselves and their own process of development, and that's not easy. Like there's lots no. of skills that go into that. Um, like we could go into days and days of talking probably about it. But I would say that would be the biggest thing is like try to learn to develop a mind that like allows you to be, instead of worried about other people around you, just focus on yourself and those tryout moments. And another another statement he said that I like, and I don't know if Sherry's there. You might want to write this down from her. <laughs> you guys are like on the same but, page uh, right now. I know. But uh, comparison is the thief of all joy. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, when you compare yourself to other people, you you lose yourself, right? You don't I'll give yourself the credit that the cr- you deserve, exactly, um, and the effort you put in to be where you are. So well, well, like, that would be. Go ahead. Were you? Mine was going back to what you were talking about, like the doing the wall passes, like 150 wall pace, passes. Like if you're, yeah. if we, we harp on this all the time with our girls, like if you put in the work when no one's watching, like those are when those little confidence, like, cause if you go to tryouts and you didn't do those 50, 150 wall passes, like you probably, if you make a mistake, you're, you're going to have regrets and you never want regrets. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good point you made that sometimes you focus on your, if you're focusing on yourself, you will want to put in those, um, You'll see the the hope, I guess, in doing those yeah. wall passes and yeah. those little things that you do off without. Yeah, and I would watching. yeah, and I would say like he's like going at the day of like obviously like like I said, just do a few, do focus on the simple things at first and like just get a few good plays in, and then as you go, you can ramp it up right to build that confidence in that moment. Yeah, that's great um, advice too. And and just see it as a challenge, right? That's one of the biggest things also that Jamie helped me developed like as a mindset and it's helped me even through like studying and stuff sometimes it'd be a lot like a lot playing soccer and studying and um he was like instead of like being stressed out or about the situation see it as a challenge that you can overcome so like sometimes i get stressed and i'm like okay hold on Brittany, wait a second this is just a challenge and you're gonna overcome it and i'm i'm to the point where i have that skill where like now i'm like okay like it it, it works naturally and then i'm like relaxed a bit more relaxed but when i first started it it was like difficult because I was like what I'm stressed still you know so I think any type of challenge whether it's a tryout or a test you have like just know that it's a challenge you're going to go overcome and then what is the process of me getting there what do I need to do to get overcome that challenge but yes when it comes to tryouts I would say if you don't put the time in then if you do play bad like you can't be Obviously, you need to put the time in if you want to do well. But if you don't do as well as you'd like, I don't feel like like you should beat yourself up either because you didn't put the time in to develop those skills. So it you did the best you could in that moment, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Britt. Well, I think you did a great job of kind of I, – I, I think the tip on the tryouts is – I wish I would have had that when I was younger. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all want to get out there and go like – show some sweet moves when we don't really have those anyways but um awesome <laughs> well Britt, i am so happy you were able to join us today yeah thank um, you so much i'm happy to 
Yeah. Yeah, you'll give well. us you'll give us some info if there's any girls that might be interested because you do this like online, right? You'll do like basically yeah, what yeah, Jamie I did do, for I you, do you do it across session, the globe. Like, yep, I do remote sessions one on one. So maybe when you post all this, I can get you like website information and stuff. And then we're also I'm also creating a side business with a teammate where we're gonna have content, and the content's also gonna include and it'll be cheaper and more affordable, and you get a lot of stuff like a lot of different information um and it'll include like mental training tips and stuff on like confidence uh anything and everything so but yeah we can i can talk to you and we can get that information out there if people are interested yeah definitely all right Britt. well you have a good rest of your um day okay yeah you too thanks thank you bye